it's time for Discussions. Welcome to the Discussions podcast. Today we're talking about mateship because I was reading a science book this morning and it spoke about where does mateship come from? Because in the animal kingdom, often you just look after your family. You look after uh, creatures that share genetics with you. Whereas in certain mammals like horses, apes, and humans, we care about our friends as well. And I think the argument is that the bigger the brain that you get, the more social relationships you can manage. And the purpose of having friends in essence for survival is that they can have your back in a social community. If someone has a group of friends that overlaps with your group of friends, you're going to be able to work better as a community and a civilization. Um, if we do have genetics that tell us to support friendship. So the way that um, the book described humans gaining friendship is that, you know, apes will spend hours and hours uh, picking bugs off each other. And we evolved from apes. So we don't do that anymore, but we show mateship and we show love in other ways. With our friends, we do things like laugh. And it said we evolved to laugh to show our mates support, just like we used to pick bugs off them and a number of other ways. And the beauty of mateship is that it's part of our genetics and it's part of our reward system. So if you spend time around friends, you get that uh, oxytocin, you get that dopamine um, because your, your brain is rewarding you for developing those friendships and maintaining them and therefore strengthening the community. And my personal experience with mateship is that I've always had a great group of friends around me. I think my greatest skill is making boring situations fun. And people seem to like that as a kid. We used to play these weird tag games and pencil breaking games. And I seem to, as a kid, have always been able to come up with cool things to do. And that that helped entertain my friends, I think, and allowed me to have a good little group of friends. I, in fact, got that from my mom. When we were kids, she used to pour uh, baby powder on the ground on the wooden floor and we'd put socks on and slide around like we were ice skating. And we'd also spend ages putting tissues on the fan, like a full box of tissues on the fan so that when you turn it on, it starts snowing, which is kind of cool when you're a kid, but like, obviously that's so much work for like 30 seconds of fun. But I think she sparked the idea in my head of whenever you're bored, you find a way to entertain yourself. And to me, I love... Um, competitive style games. I actually got promoted in my last finance role from uh, finance analyst to senior finance analyst because during COVID, um, the boss wanted everyone to kind of stay in touch and, and stay close. So I came up with a board game style, long distance uh, Skype based game that uh, kind of copied how Pokemon Stadium works where each mini game that you win would score points for your team. And he gave a big uh, gift card prize to the winners. So it's kind of funny that even to this day, my main skill was, was helping me get promoted. When I got promoted, he definitely pointed out that that was a, a good reason why. So how do we make more friends if you ever want to? Basically, the only resource that I've ever come across that would help someone make more friends is the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Some tips that come out of that book are things like speak about the other person don't speak about yourself so a good conversationalist is someone who listens to the other person i've got a close friend who is just such an incredible listener and i love talking to him and i actually feel guilty after i talk to him for an hour because 
and just know that he did the better job of listening and I was doing more of the talking. But when I leave that, I'm just so thankful. I'm thinking that was very enjoyable. So wherever possible, I'll try and remember to do that for the other person. Be a good listener. Talk about the things that the other person's interested in. And that's how you can be a good friend. I've definitely been on date situations where the conversation is just on the opposite of that. Like where someone will say like, so why are you single? Or like ask about your ex or something on the date. And that's just the worst conversation. So this applies not just with mates, but on dating as well. So on a date, ask them things like, positive what do, what do they like about their job what do, what do they enjoy best about um you know their social life don't ask them things like what's your most recent uh, charity work how often do you floss like those are things that you just would never ask someone on a date and let's take that and apply that to our our mate's life as well let's not talk to someone about cars if they're not interested in cars whatsoever secondly he said if you're meeting someone new why not flick them a compliment Everyone loves a compliment, and this uh, this is just a habit of mine. Like, if I see a friend and it's been a while, I just say, man, that haircut looks awesome. Like, I'll, find, I'll really find something that I can compliment them on, and that'll always be the start of the conversation. And it's definitely not planned. It's definitely not a, a conscious decision. It just comes to me naturally. It's the equivalent of someone who can just, like, see the bright side and everything and, like, is thankful for the, the sun being up. I don't necessarily have that yet. That would be a great thing to develop. But for me, when I see someone, it's just habitual, instinctual. I just picture something that I can compliment and it just comes to me. And I'm sure that makes my friends feel good and people I'm just meeting. And it makes me feel good as well. So that's a win-win. And another one of the tips from the book was to, you don't always have to be right. And if you get into an argument with someone or you see it coming, you can kind of just concede or agree to a point that's wrong because no one wins during an argument. Um, And kind of conceding inside is an easy way to avoid an argument altogether. So we know why we love mateship. It's because it helps our chances of survival when people have our back and it helps the group work together when we're living in our early human communities. So thank you for joining us and feel free to steal some of these tips to crank up your mateship. Please subscribe so we can bring you more content.